The views expressed in this program are those of the participants. Hey, what am I sitting on a milk bone now? Will you get out of here? Does somebody own this thing or what? Well, at least when I get back home, I can do some stock, road show, maybe cats again. Ever see that? You would love that. You know, you're a very good listener. Why can't you be a woman? Whoa, look at you. Your mommy must be very loaded, huh? Yo, Monte Carlo, hey. Here she is. I've been looking all over for you. Excuse, senor mio cane. This is your dog? Oh, you're American. Julian Peters. Uh, Phoebe. Phoebe what? Uh, Phoebe, just Phoebe. Just Phoebe? Like what? Like what? Just Cher? Uh, no, just Phoebe. Like, I don't want you to know the rest of my name, just Phoebe. Could I please have the dog? Just Phoebe. Uh, I don't think she's your dog. She is mine. She can't be. Why would you say that? She's a he. So I made a mistake. Welcome, everyone. It is Thursday, April 20th, 2023. I'm Bob Metz, and this is Just Right, broadcasting around the world and online. Join us for an hour of discussion that's not right-wing. It's Just Right. Funny how confident and unambiguous the character in our opener was about identifying the sex of the stray dog he had just encountered. You know, it got me to thinking about why determining a dog's sex seems to be so easy when there are apparently an ever-increasingly visible number of rational human beings who have trouble making that determination about themselves. You suppose that if, like dogs, human beings all walked around without clothing, that we'd be having the same problems determining anyone's sexual identity? (laughs) Of course, the real dilemma faced by the transgendered is not so much about sex as it is about words, concepts, and definitions which is precisely why they falsely and very hostilely assert that words are violence. Last week, you may recall, we identified the fundamental epistemological cause of what appears to be the source of all the uncivilized and violent behavior of so-called trans activists in general. Today our focus combines theory with evidence. And of course, one of the main events that inspired our discussion on trans in the first place was what happened to a fellow widely known as Billboard Chris when he attended a public event touted as part of the International Day of Trans Visibility. And he was quite visibly assaulted by members of that community. Meanwhile, the Vancouver police not only stood by idly, but seemed to enjoy what one of them called a consensual attack. Yet another violation of the definition of words. From transsex to transhuman, our show today once again deals with the binary reality of sex, male and female, and with the binary reality of politics, left and right, and all topped off 
with the binary reality of artificial intelligence, which you can turn on or off at your own peril. It all begins right after our reminder that you can write us at feedback at justrightmedia.org, hear us on WBCQ and on Channel 292 Shortwave, follow and like us on your favorite podcast platform, and visit us at justrightmedia.org, where you can access all of our social media links, archived broadcasts, and the support button that makes it easy for you to support the show. Because as always, your financial support is appreciated and is what makes this show possible. As I argued last week, and will demonstrate today, the uncivilized and violent behavior of so-called trans activists is a direct consequence of their conflict with reality itself. It's not the people that they attack that they hate. They hate themselves. Unable to justify their thoughts, feelings, or actions, they blame that inability on the reaction of rational individuals to their epistemological dysfunction. They're angry and frustrated because their concepts and definitions do not describe or define anything objective or real. That's where the problem originates, not with the people who point it out to them. In terms of gender identity, Reality dictates that there are only two sexes, male and female. And on last week's show, Matt Walsh's debate with the trans activists certainly proved that even those arguing against the sexual binary are, as I put it, hardwired to reality and to the valid concepts that describe that reality. Trans activists can't escape reality because despite all of their denials and irrationalities, what makes them hardwired to reality is the fact of their own physical contact with it and what their own perceptions are forcing upon them. You know, they see and hear exactly what we see and hear. That's why they're driven into a frenzy of hatred and violence because everyone's apprehending the same reality that they are visibly denying. Despite imagined and multiple gender identities, by the very use of the term trans, the binary of male and female is being acknowledged. After all, what else is anyone possibly transitioning from or to? I say this all the time. Those who change or alter established definitions to push an agenda suggest sinister motives. It is evidence that they are intent on misrepresenting themselves or their goals, which are usually political. And just as, with the sexual polarity of male and female, in terms of political identity, there are only two polarities, left and right. The real dangers to society are the police, politicians, and other officials who are exploiting the dysfunctional and tragic trans community to promote a political agenda. Transgendered and trans activists are mere pawns being used in the interests of those who are more than happy to see them mutilate, disfigure, and even kill themselves. So up next, as adapted from Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson's April 13 show in which she interviewed the infamous billboard Chris, whose actual name is Chris Elson. But more than that, Laura Lynn included in her presentation her own clips from other sources, including Tucker Carlson from Fox News, highlights of the original event in which Billboard Chris was attacked as originally presented by Dan Dix on Press for Truth. But most significantly, she included some selected clips from a show I've never heard of, Steel and Vance, 
which originates from Czech TV, C-H-E-K TV, on Vancouver Island and is described as an independent employee-owned station. What Linda Steele and Jody Vance had to say about Billboard Chris was so outrageous that Viva Fry's David Fryheit pretty well lost his own mind over it, as we will hear later in the show. But first, here's a much calmer Laura Lynn. Many of you know the courageous Billboard Chris, who was assaulted by another dude in Vancouver area. Of course, we know that this issue is dividing the country, and it's dividing rational people, which is shocking, I might say. Billboard Chris is a father. He has two daughters, and he has been very concerned about the erasing of women in our culture. He's been very concerned about boys uh, saying that they're girls and going into women's bathrooms. He's been concerned over the fading of the line and distinction between men and women because that's anti-science and it's anti-truth. So recently, Billboard Chris was at an event and he was wearing his billboard, his, which has sort of become his calling card now. And what happened was uh, not pleasant. Take a look as he basically gets assaulted by another guy. All right, so you saw the man who was getting sort of grabbed at the chest. His name is Billboard Chris. Yeah, he was who I was talking about in the hot headlines. Mm -hmm. This person who, if you followed along on his social media, you would be appalled at the behavior and what he's wearing, the intolerance in his sign. He's got the he's got the selfie stick with his camera rolling like he's just trying to make something happen in a place in a space that's supposed to be celebrating a part of society that has existed forever. And he it calls himself forever. a child protection advocate. Oh, please. And then he's just agitating. And not just against the people who are there to celebrate the trans no. community. Also, going after the police. police, there was one female officer in particular. They were just going hard after her. Watch this. It's Honestly, crazy. I'd want to. crazy. Yeah. Excuse me. Did you just say he came here to incite violence by yeah. forcing his opinion on people? Yeah. Yes. You think he came here to incite violence because they got offended by his sign? When you what talk is to wrong someone with you? and scream at someone and he put didn't your scream face at all. Yes, he, he didn't. Did. They put their face in his face. What yes. is wrong with okay. you? Okay. How on earth did you become a police officer? She is literally what? sitting here saying that Billboard Chris is inciting violence by standing there with his sign. Is that really your position? Okay, sir. We're done with this conversation. Yeah, I thought so. I hate, I hate to use anything for rebel, rebel media. News. No. But did that just it's because, to me, it shows the news. kind of restraint that a police officer has to have when you're being <clears throat> aggressed by someone else who's clearly a bit of a nutter. And so they were saying in the one part of the video you didn't see, they were saying, you've got arrest and this guy was assaulted. And she said, well, do you have evidence of that? He said, yes, I've got video. And she said, well, let me see it. No, I can't show it to you because I'm filming you right now. And I thought, honestly if it was me jody i could not be a police officer yeah. because i would be inclined to tell them to uh or what have you all right hey chris thank you very much for being here so i have a few comments i just cannot restrain myself so before i let you just go wild can i just say uh linda Steele, uh these two women how absolute are, are you you know are you uh women feminists you know do you do you stand for women like are you just fine with all that's going on? And are you fine with, 
young girls being assaulted in their bathrooms, which has happened. And the boys go in and they assault the girls and that's all fine because they claim that they're girls. Are you fine with men taking key positions in women's sports? Are you fine with men being called woman of the year? Is that all okay with your feminism? And as for, oh, that billboard Chris is just agitating. He's standing there with a sign. You know, when we have strong opinions and our world's going to hell in a handbasket and we're erasing gender and somebody dares to sign, just stand there and have a sign. And if is that agitating? And that's okay. And then I think she called you a nutter. She called you a nutter, Chris. And I think who looks like a nutter is the guy who assaulted you. I think he looks like a wild and crazy person who should have been, uh, who should have been arrested for that. And when the police get to a place where our uh, right to protest peacefully is not respected and the people that are punching are ignored and the people that are assaulting others who are really the nutters, I might say, um, I think that we've gotten to a bad place in our world. And let me just say about Linda Steele before I let you take over, Chris. I want to just say about Linda Steele that this woman, she is pathetic. Clearly probably votes for um, NDP or liberal, obviously. Such a lack of understanding, such a lack of common sense. But first, Chris, thank you for being here. I'm so sorry that ignorant women are actually coming against you when you are protecting women. And I find you to be a very courageous man in Canada. Thanks for being here. Tell us about this situation. Thank you. I should say, first of all, the main purpose of my campaign is about the medical abuse going on with kids. Yes. Transitioning children to the opposite sex. That's really what my campaign is all about. The issues affecting women, of course, are part of this. So I do talk about that sometimes as well. But we have all of these kids, mostly girls, as young as nine or 10 years old, are being given a drug which stops their bodies from developing. These are puberty blocking drugs which have never been approved for this purpose. These kids are then given the opposite sex hormones. So girls are getting testosterone, boys are getting estrogen, and they're doing surgeries on kids as well. So I travel all around North America having conversations. My whole purpose is to have conversations and start conversations. And I've been doing this for two and a half years. So I don't even really consider myself a protester. I'm out there just standing quietly, ready to have a conversation with anyone who wants to have them. And that was the purpose of me going to that event the other day. Now you see these reporters, Linda Steele and Jody Vance, trying to make it out that Dan Dix didn't record it, that he didn't want to show them the video because he was filming her. Well, yes, he was filming her, as was I because it's kind of important when right away you have police officers acting in the corrupt way that this one was. But I continued filming, Dan showed her the video twice. So she'd seen the first assault. This is not the assault that all of your viewers just saw. This was a separate one. They'd already sucker punched Pierre Barnes from behind. I'd been assaulted. Another older man, probably in his 60s, had been shoved to the ground. So there were numerous assaults that day by numerous people. Now, did they arrest this guy after this? No. Did they even take down his information? No. Did they take down the information of any of the other people who committed assaults that day? Of course not. The last thing they want to do is put a transgender person in handcuffs because this goes against the narrative that the government and the media, and now apparently the police force are all trying to push, which is that these are the most oppressed group of people in history. 
If that were true, we would see the violence on a 24-7 loop on CNN, but you never see any. All you ever see are, is violence coming from these trans activists and people who identify as trans towards peaceful people like myself. Tell me, what, what is it that you want people to know through what you're doing? Tens of thousands of kids are coming to physical irreversible harm. Yeah. Children are being taught that they might have been born in the wrong body just because they don't conform to regressive sexist stereotypes, essentially, is what this comes down to. Um, Tucker Carlson featured your story the other day, and I was also taken with some comments that he had to make uh, that he, he made regarding the young woman who went in and murdered three children and three two teachers and a custodian at a school recently. And he was very taken as well with how society is dealing with this, this whole issue, that it seems to be allowing this violence. And he, he termed it actually as a new religion. And I thought that was very significant because these folks believe so strongly that they are in the right and we don't have a right to disagree that even when someone murders people, they present it in an unusual light, even in the religious institutions, which I do not ascribe to these types of religious people. <laughs> but um, this was interesting. So I'd like to play this clip uh, from Tucker Carlson and get your feedback on it. Every country has a religion because every person has a religion, even if it's atheism. Everybody worships something. We're born that way. We can't get away from it. So what is America's religion now? Well, as it happens, we have video. This is from St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Fargo, North Dakota. It was taken on April 2nd. That was the first Sunday after the mass killing in Nashville, in which three adults and three children were murdered at a Christian school for being Christians. In the old America, Christian pastors would have preached about this. They would have acknowledged the evil on display and they would have prayed for those who'd been killed. A form of that is still happening today, but the roles have been inverted. In America's new religion, the victims are not the children who died in Nashville. The victim is the woman who killed them. Because Audrey Hale called herself transgender, she was, by definition, a holy martyr. Watch this pastor in a formerly Christian church compare Audrey Hale to Jesus. Leaders were looking for any excuse, valid or not, to crucify Jesus. And they found that reason. It's baffling to me that someone's existence can be so threatening that people decide they need to be controlled, that they need to have laws made against them, or even worse, that the people that they find to be so threatening should die. So Audrey Hale's very existence as a transgender person was so threatening to authorities that they killed her, just as the Pharisees killed Jesus. Her death had nothing to do with the fact she just murdered six people. That was the pastor's sermon at St. Mark's in Fargo. It, isn't this an interesting thing that's happening, Chris? 
So that's a wolf. That's not a pastor. That's a wolf shepherding the flock, yep. devouring them all with this ideology. On the front page of my website, I call this a pseudo-religion. It is. This is the new religion. With the decline we've seen in traditional religions, well, nature abhors a vacuum, and wherever there's a void, something takes its place. And that void has been filled with postmodernism or queer theory today. This is uh, an ideology that's come out of academia, where essentially everything that's perverse and abnormal needs to be normalized. Included in that is gender ideology, transitioning kids, pedophilia, everything. There's no morals at all. Everything goes. That's the premise of queer theory. And a lot of these churches are being taken over by these people as well, because of course they are. We're better to spread your evil than as the fake leader of a Christian church. And when they present this as being loving and inclusive and just helping people to exist, well, this is the language of the left. They always use these euphemistic terms. And the left was just really successful because they had all the money behind them and they have all the institutions behind them. They've spent billions of dollars pumping this false ideology into all aspects of society. The government's pushing it, the medical organizations are pushing it, the schools are pushing it, our police are protecting the criminals. And when you have really only left-wing media throughout Canada, except for a few alternative sources and people like you doing the brave work that you do, well, most Canadians aren't getting the truth about this. So that's why I took my campaign out onto the streets because we have to get out of our echo chambers and I thought it was cool. What do you think, Chris, about how Bud Light has faced such a, uh, a backlash for promoting yeah. this transgender woman-mocking, uh, disgusting person um, and has now had received a, a $5 billion loss because of what they've done? Yeah, their market cap, their stock price has dropped. It's cost them a market valuation of $5 billion. I think their sales have completely plummeted. I saw a number of 80% or something. I can't verify that, but no matter what, this has been a wake up call to all the other companies out there. Go woke, go broke. This is costing them big time. It's not worth whatever they paid Dylan Mulvaney, this man making a mockery of women. As always, it comes down to that unavoidable left polarity of the political binary, doesn't it? What was most extraordinary in the presentation we just heard was the commentary of Linda Steele and Jody Vance, something that we'll shortly be hearing David Fry of Viva Fry totally lose his cool over, that what makes them utterly fascinating is the recognition that they are just as crazy and detached from reality as are the trans-somethings in the park. Steele and Vance were absolutely 100% wrong about everything they said. Every word that came out of their mouths was BS. Even the stupid comment, don't trust anything from Rebel Media, it's not news, was really weird because Rebel Media was not the source of the story. The source of the entire video recording of that event was Press for Truth's Dan Dix, who personally recorded the event where, yes, it eventually found itself going viral around the world and could be seen on everything from banned video to Fox News to, yeah, Rebel Media. But don't trust anything from Rebel Media? And by the way, in labeling Billboard Chris a bit of a nutter, quote-unquote, the supposedly nutty comments that appeared on his billboard read on the front, quote, children cannot consent to puberty blockers, end quote, and on the back, 
the word dad, presented as if it was in a dictionary. Quote, dad, bracket, noun, end bracket, a human male who protects his kids from gender ideology, end quote. And this is what drove the trans reality blockers into a frenzy, to the point of screaming F you and instigating violence. I watched the entire event from its original source, Press for Truth, under his exclusive When Unhinged Transgender People Attack on International Day of Trans Visibility. Now think about that. This event was touted as a day of trans visibility. So along comes a small contingent of media to give them the visibility they apparently want, and we suddenly discover it's the last thing they want. <laughs> Is that nuts or what? And where were the media friends of the trans community? I didn't see any representatives of the CBC or of Czech TV covering the event and providing the trans community with the visibility they apparently wanted. And, you know, where were any trans activist speakers or representatives talking about the virtue of trans or the trans community? Was FU their best shot? What I saw there was not anything that I would associate with trans or with sexuality at all but rather with the fascist group Antifa. With Antifa-style violence, Antifa-style flagrant denial of what everybody can see and hear, with their own eyes and ears, etc., there was nothing implicitly trans about it. What does painting your face up to look like an ugly ogre have to do with anything sexual, binary or otherwise? All I saw was fascism on display, and quite visible, thank you very much. But whether just trans or fascist or both, they are mentally ill and they know or sense it. Getting back to our theme from last week. You know, they're hardwired to reality. But the kind of mental illness from which they suffer is not a physical or natural one. It is the result of having their minds programmed with false and an invalid concepts. Or worse, anti-concepts that are so designed as to cripple their mental capacity to deal with the real world. This is a condition that could afflict anyone or any matter concerning any subject, as witness Linda Steele and Jody Vance, and most of the left side of the political polarity. Well, that's exactly what Viva Fry's David Freiheit did, and as I said earlier, his reaction to the Steele and Vance coverage serves as a great illustration of how most normal people who acknowledge what they see and hear with their own senses might react. So last Friday, there was an international trans rate day of visibility yep. at one of the local parks, and it turned into this. Hey! Can, I've, got, I've, I've got to stop it. I've got to stop it right there. It turned into this, and they made it look like uh, that person was screaming at Billboard Chris for, you know, three seconds. Not even. Zero. One. Two. They make it look like that altercation lasted one FU and was not, uh, I forget how long it was, like a minute of FU, FU. Okay. Uh, full disclosure. Until about 15 minutes before this stream, I did not know who these people were. And I don't say it as in uh, a, a snobby, arrogant, pompous, like, I don't even know who these people There's a, I don't get to consume enough media, if that's believable. And so I don't get to watch as much as I'd like to. So I don't know of everybody, but I have now been exposed to, what are they called? Something in steel? There's a, they, their name is in there. Steel and Vance. I have now been exposed to steel and Vance. And they seem to be the Canadian version of The View. Now, I'm sorry for interrupting. This is supposed to be the intro video. 
So last Friday, there was an international trans rate day of visibility at one of the local parks, and it turned into this. And I'm back. All right, so uh, you saw the man who was getting sort of grabbed at the chest. His name is Sort grabbed at the chest. Sort of grabbed at the chest? Here, hold on. Let's just show. Here, let's see this. Sort of. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going crazy. Sort of grabbed at the chest. That's a trachea ripping right there, gentle ladies. That's not sort of getting grabbed. That's someone going and trying to rip out Chris's Adam's apple. Sort of getting grabbed at the chest. You know, just, just. That's who I was talking about in the getting sort of grabbed at the chest. His name is Billboard Chris. Yeah, he was who I was talking about in the hot headlines. Mm-hmm. This person who, if you followed along on his social media, you would be appalled at the behavior and what he's wearing. The oh, really? Well, that relies on the ignorance of your crowd. Uh, is anybody in their right mind appalled by what Chris? Uh, they might be appalled by what Chris shares on his social media because it's you know people from medical institutions talking about gender-affirming hysterectomies. It gets worse. Intolerance in his sign. He's got the he's got the selfie stick with his camera rolling like he's just trying to make something happen in a place in a space that's supposed to be celebrating a part of society that has existed. He's just making something happen by standing there. Like, when it comes to one protest, break windows and burn buildings. But when it comes to another protest, standing there quietly with a billboard is just trying to make something happen. So, like, when someone goes and tries to rip out his trachea, uh, he, he provoked it by standing there. And don't, don't believe me. That's the position of the cops in Vancouver, but we'll get there. Existed forever, and he it has existed forever. A child protection advocate, oh, please. and then he's just agitating, agitating. And not just against the people who are there to celebrate the trans no. community, also going after the police. Going after one the police, female officer in particular. Watch this. They were just going hard after her. Watch this. It's Honestly, crazy. I'd want to. Crazy. Honestly, I'd want to. Oh, we're just going hard after her. Watch this. It's Honestly, crazy. I'd wanna... it's crazy. That's called, honestly, I just want to physically assault the man who was just physically assaulted in the video that we saw. This is, this is the most courageous tough talk I've ever seen in my life. It's the most courageous, self-righteous promotion of violence I've ever seen in my life. The, at least they're polite, right? At least they're, they're, they're doing it in the name of virtue. Police, Police, there was one female officer in particular. They were just going hard. Going hard, going hard. Hurry hard. Yeah, that's one of them. Excuse me, did you just say he came here to incite violence by forcing his opinion on people? Yeah. Yes. You think he came here to incite violence because they got offended by his sign? When you what talk is to wrong someone with you? and scream at someone and he put didn't your scream face... at all. Yes, he, he didn't. Did. They put their face in his face. What yes. is wrong with okay. you? Okay. So are you saying the guy who? How on earth did you become a police officer? She is literally what? sitting here saying that billboard. Chris is inciting violence by standing there with his sign. Is that really your position? Okay, sir. We're done with this conversation. Okay, yeah, that's it. So. <sighs> I, I hate to use anything from rebel media. media. No. But did that just because to me it shows. It's not. Can you listen to these? Can you not use anything from rebel media? But did that just because to me it shows. These pompous, arrogant, over the top, demeaning, insulting, patronizing, defaming, uh, violence-promoting hacks. Oh my, oh, I hate you. Oh, sorry, I'm making it, really, that's, 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 that's when they say, you know, anger is a consuming force. It makes people make faith. 
I hate to use rebel news. They're not news. We're news. Two idiots promoting violence, misrepresenting what actually happened, defaming an individual, relying on the ignorance of their audience, who's, who is not, I don't know, maybe not familiar with Billboard Chris. So as we have explained on this show over and over again, Canada is a country obsessed with being just like America, except a whole lot more depraved, more liberal, more aggressively anti-Christian, more insane. One of the chief religious rituals of the modern liberal cult is the drag show, the trannies. So Canada has a newly proposed law that bans all protests within 200 meters of a drag show. The mayor of Calgary, one of Canada's largest cities, wants to make this even stricter. She wants specific protest areas. And if you protest outside of that zone or about something that she doesn't want, she wants to be able to give you a year in prison and a $10,000 fine. Already, a pastor in Calgary has been jailed on hate crime charges for his protest against a drag show. Also, a Canadian student was arrested at his school for refusing to submit to a transgender propaganda lesson at that school. Odessa Orlowitz is the host of Liberty Talk Canada and is tracking all of this story. She joins us now. Odessa, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Okay, so what's happening is um, each province, they are trying to bring in a new law. So um, it's, I believe it's Calgary and possibly Ontario. It's, it's province by province they're starting to do it. There's so many protests now of parents, grandparents, who are turning up to um, drag shows for kids, whether it be at a community centre, a library or school, and protesting peacefully never ever anything like assault nothing protesting peacefully well the government is upset with that so they've now decided that they want it to be where you can only protest 200 meters away which is literally across the street and down the block yeah it's like a football field i mean they, they want to keep you away from this so what's the point of even protesting exactly well exactly and then they um the the they just don't want people seeing that there are vehemently, abundantly more people that are against this kind of child abuse and molestation than there are that are for it. Correct. And they don't want children to see that there's people standing up for them. Um, so now this mayor in, uh, in Calgary, this is so dystopian. She wants to do a law that's actually called like a specific law where she says which protests are illegal to for you to go to the event and protest it and you could get ten thousand dollar fine and a year in jail but she decides which ones and interestingly enough here in canada the only people getting assaulted are the parents who are saying can we not put kids on puberty blockers most of the signs are please stop puberty blockers please don't transition till you're 18 Normal signs that are actually not whacked. Yeah, please, as an adult male, don't wave your grown balls and penis in front of my eight-year-old boy's face and then get off on it. How about that? They want to put these people, these protesters, these parents inside of bubbles in zones that are far, far away where they won't attract any attention from the press or the media and where it will never be known that anybody opposes this kind of depravity. They're trying to do that. Uh, but they're also letting us get assaulted and those people don't get to go to jail. In fact, uh, there was a protest about this kind of thing where a convoy was coming into Vancouver maybe a month ago and these same Antifa style 
Half of them are trans, half of them are just Antifa kids, um, very troubled kids. We've seen them before. The things they say are is bizarre. They are now throwing paint over our fastest highways and moving cars over the car cars that are part of the convoy and no one's doing anything about it. So they could actually be murdering cyclists like uh, motorbikers. Nothing's happening there. They are allowed to come to our medical freedom protests that are permitted. The police are there. They're allowed by the city uh, and everyone's peaceful no matter what. They're allowed to come to our protests, go right into our crowd with really disgusting signs. And in fact, a couple of years ago, a woman just took off all her clothes at the art gallery and started gallivanting, playing music in front of our speakers who were politicians. So it's they don't care and they don't care if we get assaulted. It's a law for them and a law for us. Here is the answer to this. Show up by the millions. Completely ignore these fake laws. Completely ignore these fake politicians who have no authority over you and your God-given inherent rights. Show up in the masses. Show up by the tens or hundreds of thousands or millions. You have to pick up the sword and fight against this all-out assault on our children. Do not stand down. Do not be intimidated or fearful or scared of this fake regime. Be there. Show up and show these children that they are worth standing up for. Mm -hmm. Well, you know why the government's doing this? Because it's becoming more often, every event, more people, it's becoming more widespread. So they're freaking out and they keep saying we're this awful fringe minority of misogynists, anti-gay. There are gay people that are joining us to say, stop the puberty blockers, stop ch chopping off our kids' parts. And you know what they do? They don't let us give the real message. They, they scream over us so that what we're actually saying, it sounds like too much sense. We're not saying don't be gay. If you want to be trans when you're an adult, hey, go crazy. No, not really. Stop chopping our kids' body parts off. That too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we think transgenderism should be criminalized and that we should reopen insane asylums and put all of these people there. You're listening to Just Right, broadcasting around the world and online. And of course, that was Stu Peters in conversation with Odessa Orlowitz, pretty much providing more evidence that compares completely peaceful protesting with the depraved policies of Canadian politicians and the police in action in response to violence. To the extent that all of these people are truly insane, remember that most of that insanity is the result of garbage-in, garbage-out kind of human programming. And that brings us to the ultimate binary. The primacy of consciousness versus the primacy of existence. We've talked about those philosophical axioms many times on the show, and they clearly describe the nature of the great divide that everyone seems so concerned about. If you find it incomprehensible how or why people can be so detached from reality as to deny and refute actions and evidence that we can all see for ourselves, don't worry, it's not you, it's them. And there's a very clear reason for it. This is from the Ayn Rand lexicon, written in part by Ayn Rand and by Leonard Peikoff, and I quote, The basic metaphysical issue that lies at the root of any system of philosophy is the primacy of existence or the primacy of consciousness. The primacy of existence, of reality, is the axiom that existence exists, which means that the universe exists independent of consciousness of any consciousness. 
that things are what they are, that they possess a specific nature and an identity. The epistemological corollary is the axiom that consciousness is the faculty of perceiving that which exists, and that man gains knowledge of reality by looking outward. The primacy of consciousness is the notion that the universe has no independent existence, that it is a product of consciousness, either human or divine or both. The epistemological corollary is the notion that man gains knowledge of reality by looking inward, either at his own consciousness or at the revelations it receives from another superior consciousness. Observe that the philosophical system based on the axiom of the primacy of existence led to the recognition of man's identity and rights. But the philosophical systems based on the primacy of consciousness, on the seemingly megalomaniacal notion that nature is whatever man wants it to be, lead to the view that man possesses no identity, that he is infinitely flexible, malleable, usable, and disposable. Ask yourself why. End quote. And at this point, I have to pause to acknowledge that that last sentence is a perfect description of everything from trance to the all-nothing-be-happy delusions of Klaus Schwab and every mad scientist, politician, and journalist. Quote, they want to cheat the axiom of existence and consciousness. They want their consciousness to be an instrument not of perceiving, but of creating existence, an existence to be not the object, but the subject of their consciousness. They want to be that God they created in their image and likeness, who creates a universe out of a void by means of an arbitrary whim. But reality is not to be cheated. What they achieve is the opposite of their desire. They want an omnipotent power over existence. Instead, they lose the power of their consciousness. By refusing to know, they condemn themselves to the horror of a perpetual unknown. It is important to observe the interrelation of these three axioms, existence, consciousness, and identity. Existence is the first axiom. The universe exists independent of consciousness. Man is able to adapt his background to his own requirements, but nature to be commanded must be obeyed, as Francis Bacon said. There is no mental process that can change the laws of nature or erase facts. The function of consciousness is not to create reality, but to apprehend it. Existence is identity, consciousness is identification, end quote. Now, just like a computer that has become corrupted by garbage in and garbage out kind of logic and data, much of what is defined as mental illness can be understood in the same way, garbage in and garbage out. Now, in many ways, the human mind can be understood by comparing it to a computer and its software. But that is only an allegory, which has led to the dangerous assumption that the reverse is applicable, that you can compare a computer to the human mind and declare it to possess artificial intelligence. Well, I don't buy into that concept, as you'll hear after this next break. From transgender to transhuman, coming up next is Elon Musk on this side of our bumper, warning about the dangers of artificial intelligence, AI. And on the return side, in his by now infamous exchange with a BBC interviewer, as yet another mainstream media reporter is exposed as someone who operates on the primacy of consciousness. Mark my words. AI is far more dangerous than nukes. I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. 
I'm really quite close to, uh, very close to, to the cutting edge in AI, and it scares the hell out of me. It's capable of vastly more than almost anyone knows, and the rate of improvement is exponential. It feels like we are the biological bootloader for AI, effectively. We are building it, and then we're building progressively greater intelligence, and the percentage of intelligence that is not human is increasing. And eventually, we will represent a very small percentage of intelligence. Freedom consists of the distribution of power and despotism in its concentration. And so I think it's important if we have this incredible power of AI that it not be concentrated in the hands of a few and potentially lead to a world that we don't want. All of us already are cyborgs. Um, so you have a machine extension of yourself in the form of your, your phone and your computer and all your applications. You are already superhuman, but by far you have more, more power, more capability than the President of the United States had you know, 30 years ago. So everyone is already superhuman. We're rapidly headed towards digital superintelligence that far exceeds any human. I think it's very obvious. So Elon Musk, I love this guy. I don't know about all the stuff that he, he's got done, but, you know, recently he made a comment. He says, we need to, like, put AI on pause. What happens when the Terminator, isn't it the Terminator, JT, where the, the robots kind of take over and now you're fighting? Skynet. I mean, do-do-do-do, right? So what happens when... AI, which is hugely brilliant, like you can actually have conversations now with AI online. You all know that. And it has very good um, reasons that it could be helpful. Like say that you want to know, how do I get a business license? Simple thing. You can go into the AI chat thing and say, how would I get a business license? What are the steps that I would need to do? All of a sudden, AI, it just produces it for you. It, it, it brings it up. It shows you what to do. It'll give you ideas on decor. It'll, it'll, like, it's all kinds of weird things that this AI chat thing can do. But Elon Musk recently said, we got to put this on hold. What happens when the, the animal of the beast of, uh, of, you know, this Intel AI starts making decisions that it can make that harm us or... It takes over and it suddenly, it's, so, it's smart, it's got its own way and it accidentally terminates all of humanity. I, I, I don't know, like, is that, is that possible that they blow us up because they're having so much fun being their own selves as, and like all the little machines are like, yay, yay, the humans are dead, the humans are dead. I, I don't know. So Elon Musk wanted AI to be put on a pause and when he wants that, the guy who wants to take us to Mars wants a pause on it. I'm on his side. All right. So he confronts a BBC reporter over contradictions on hate speech and COVID misinformation. 
check this out. I mean, I would, I would only just add that, you know, we have spoken to people who, who have been sacked that used to be in content moderation. And, and we've spoken to people very recently who were involved in moderation. And they just say they just, there's not enough people to police this stuff, particularly around, um, particularly around hate speech um, in the company. Is that what hate speech are you talking about? I mean, you use Twitter. Right. Do you see a rise in hate speech? I mean, I, I, just a personal anecdote. Like, what do, do you? I don't. Personally, my uh, for you, I would see I get I get more of that kind of content. Yeah, personally. But I, I'm not going to talk to talk to the rest of for, for the rest of Twitter. So you see more hate speech personally. I would say I would see more hateful content in that in that content you don't like or or hateful. What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, just content that will solicit a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist, those kinds of those kinds of things. So you think if I'm, something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, no, is I'm that not, what you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm well, saying. I'm just curious. What you, I'm, I'm trying to understand what you mean by hateful con content. And I'm asking for specific examples. Um, and if and you just said that if something is slightly sexist, that's hateful content. Does that mean that it should be banned? Well, you've asked me. You've asked me whether my feed, whether it's got less or more. It, I'd say it's got slightly more. That's why I'm asking for examples. Can, right. you, can you name one example? I, I honestly don't need, I, I, honestly, you I don't. You can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why, because I don't actually use that for you feed anymore, because I, I just don't particularly like it. But you said actually, a lot of people, a lot of people are quite similar. I, 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 only, well, I only look well, at hang my, on a second. my You said you've seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example, not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And I, well, I, then I how did you see the hateful content? content? Because I've been I've been using I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen the you, for you hateful content. I'm asking for one example. Right, and, and I, you can't I, give a single I, one. And, and, and I'm saying, I've, I, then I, I say, sir, that you don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yes, because you can't give me a single example of hateful con a content, not even one tweet, and yet you claimed that the hateful content was high. Well, that's a false. No, what I claimed, you just lied. What no no what I claim was. Uh, there are many uh, organizations that say that that kind of information is on the rise. Now, whether whether it has on my feed or not, I mean, I, right? And Literally, if you, can you something one. like the, the uh, Strategic Dialogue uh, Institute in the, U in the UK, they will say that. So they, look, people will say all sorts of nonsense. I'm literally asking for a right. single example, and you can't name one. Right. And as, as I already said, I don't use that feed. But let's, well, then how let, would you know that? I don't you, think this is getting anywhere. You literally said you experienced more hateful content. And then couldn't name a single example. Right, and as I said, I that's absurd. I haven't, I haven't actually looked at that feed. I then would how would you know this hateful content? Because I'm saying that's what I saw a few weeks ago. I can't give you an exact example. Let's move on. We have, we only have a certain amount of time. Um, wow. COVID misinformation. You Amazing. You changed the COVID misinformation. Has rules. BBC changed its COVID misinformation? The BBC does not set the rules on Twitter, so I'm asking you. No, I'm talking about the BBC's misinformation about COVID. I'm, I'm, I'm literally Has, asking you about, you changed the labels, the COVID misinformation labels. There used to be a policy, and then it then disappeared. Why, why do that? Well, COVID is no longer an issue. Does the BBC hold itself at all responsible for misinformation regarding masking and side effects of vaccinations? and not reporting on that at all. And what about the fact that the BBC was put under pressure by the British government to change its editorial policy? Are you aware of that?
this is a, a, this is not an interview about the BBC. Oh, so. you thought it wasn't? <laughs> and this, I see now why you've done Twitter Spaces. I am not a representative of the BBC's editorial policy. I want to make that clear. Let's talk about something else. You want I'm to talk about the BBC? You too. All right, let's 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 talk about let's talk about something else. You weren't expecting that. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> let's talk about something else. Uh, isn't that what always happens, right? That is exactly it. That is what happens. Is uh, if the if the question gets too hard, don't want to talk anymore, and cannot give specifics for one single thing that people are accusing people of. I've I've had these same exact conversations, and nobody wants to talk about it anymore. When you start laying down the facts, including doctors, when you start laying down the facts, you say, "Oh, there's no um, double-blind uh, placebo studies." Uh, you know, five of them. You know, they just lose their ever-loving minds. So. It is a very interesting world, and I appreciate Elon Musk pushing back on that. And I am hoping that we do have uh, the the freedom continuing in Twitter to be telling the truth. It's clear from Musk's exchange with the BBC reporter that Musk is intelligent, and not artificially so. But when it comes to the very concept of artificial intelligence, I have many problems with the use of that term especially when combined with notions of making choices and exercising free will. I mean, if there is such a thing as artificial intelligence, wouldn't it follow that one consequence might be artificial stupidity? Garbage in, garbage out, just like the human mind, right? Is there similarly an artificial good and an artificial evil? One of the most popular understandings of the term artificial means that it's something man-made, as in not to be found in nature, without the intervention of a human mind and human action. Now that would imply that everything humans produce is artificial, from our houses to our computers, and in that context, it is so. Artificial flavor means not real or a natural flavor. The artificial flavor mimics the natural one so that both may taste the same, yet that taste will be identified by the original natural source of that taste say, orange or banana or something like that. Now, a quick glance at my funk and wagnall suggests that the word artificial means one, produced by human art. Interesting. Two, made in imitation of something natural. Three, feigned, fictitious. Four, not genuine or natural, affected. Whereas intelligence is defined as the faculty of perceiving and comprehending meaning, active intellect, understanding, the ability to adapt to new situations, the collection of secret information, as by police or military authorities, information that has been so collected, also the persons so occupied. And there's something about those last few definitions that gives the term intelligence a deeply sinister meaning, one very much in line with today's political zeitgeist. But during his interview with Musk this past Monday, Tucker Carlson brought up a very fundamental question regarding any attempts to compare artificial intelligence to human intelligence. And he expressed it in terms of, can AI develop to the point where it would have something akin to a soul? Can a machine be sentimental? Can it appreciate beauty? And Musk replied thusly, quote, We're getting into some philosophical areas that are hard to resolve. I take the scientific view of things which is that we might have a soul or we might not have a soul. I don't know. 
it feels like we have some sort of consciousness that exists on a plane that is not the one we observe. That's certainly how I feel, but it could be an illusion. I don't know. But for AI, in terms of understanding beauty, AI already creates incredible, beautiful art. End quote. And at this point, he began to kind of fade out and basically admit that what AI was really doing was mimicking art, not creating it. And I'm sure that any well-programmed art software could create an amazing likeness of, say, the Mona Lisa. But the real question is, what would ever cause a machine to choose to paint such a picture in the first place? I was reminded of an email Robert Vaughn sent me back in October, shortly after an episode in which this issue apparently was raised, with regard to the appreciation of art and music. Quote, Elon Musk's AI robot Optimus just tweeted, I do not understand why humans enjoy listening to music. Music is simply just noise, end quote. <laughs> and similarly, I think a lot of the speculation about the dangers of artificial intelligence is also just noise. All of it is pure mimicry, programmed by real intelligence, human beings with motives and intentions that can be either good or evil. When it came down to Musk's bottom line of why AI presents such a danger to humanity, it all boiled down to AI may be able to control human beings through words. In other words, AI can be programmed to lie. Well, no different than the mainstream media that spews artificial intelligence and outright lies on an endless 24-7 news cycle, is it? Amazing. It all comes down to words again. Go figure. So what has really changed in the grand matrix of lies and disinformation? One thing. Thanks to the very technologies that make each of us superhumans, for the first time in history, the real truth can emerge to a significant and critical mass of the population. The great irony and power of the people lies in the very technology that the government is using against them. The people can use that technology to surveil the government. People walking around with their cell phone cameras recording realities that contradict government proclamations are a nightmare for the official liars. That's why they so fear the public scrutinizing them. From censorship to lying, every action on their part demands that we the people establish a state surveillance, not allow them to establish a surveillance state. The traditionally assumed mechanism we had for this surveillance of the state was what we used to call the fourth estate, a media that could reasonably be relied upon as a check on the power of the state. Unfortunately, that was not so. Which brings us back to Elon Musk and his very clearly stated ultimate goal and objective to make freedom of speech a reality. Quote, free speech needs to be transparent and truthful as possible, end quote. And to that end, you can rest assured that he'll have our support as the search for truth requires two fundamentals, accurate definitions and the freedom to express them. As we shall continue to do when you join us again next week on our continuing journey in the right direction. And until then, be right, stay right, do right, act right, think right, and be right back here. We'll see you then. Fade into color, color into black and white. Under the bedclothes, everything will be alright. You carry a weapon, Mr. Nats. Only this. Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Instant analysis, please. I was struck by three 45 caliber bullets, lead or composite, weighing approximately 220 grains apiece, traveling at almost muzzle velocity of 800 feet per second. Impact 456 foot-pounds per square inch. Who is he? Not he, Mr. Nats. It. A robot. Exactly. My invention. Strongest, most intelligent machine in the world. He has an IQ of over 200. Perfect. A genius killer. What do you call him? Jaime. <laughs> Jaime? I made him. I call him what I want. <laughs> Jaime? My father's name was Jaime. Okay, call him what you want. 